Well, welcome back to another episode of Miles Driven with me, Miles. And Summer's Greetings. From me. Summer's Greetings. That's very hot today. It is. Well, you did Season's Greetings, so haven't you yeah. already done Summer's Well, no, greetings? it was just a season of the time when I greeted everyone. Yeah. It was the greetings of that season. Okay. And now we're now actually summer's specifically greetings. Summer. Yep. Yeah. Um, you watch next time. It'll be Tuesday's greetings. Is that because yet again we've we've inte- we've tried to book this around not doing it on the hottest days of the year and, and ended it on up. the hottest yes. days? Yeah. <laughs> um. So today we're going to do three things. We're going to do an F1 update as we spoke about last time. So that's grading teams. Yep. Then we're going to do. Look, I've got a quiz. Okay. Oh, good. Now I know my quizzes haven't gone so well. Haven't but... haven't gone well. But, is the most optimistic yeah. statement that anyone's ever given. But this one should be okay. We'll okay. end the podcast with that. In between that, we're going to do listener questions because well, that's have, that, that's good. Yeah, I've been holding on to some listener questions. We've we've had ones coming through that were just quick, easy answers that I don't think people really would have. Yeah, I, I, I do try and put as many listener questions into the podcast, but sometimes if you just ask a very sort of like, "I really enjoying it." Thanks. There's no point me. There's no question there. No. Um, which I, we, but we still appreciate those comments. 100% we, do. we still appreciate those comments. And there's a lot of comments that come through on YouTube as well. But on the plus side, it means that people can listen to the good content of the podcast. And then when they say, right, now time to do my quiz, they can just turn off and tune that, in next week. Exactly that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's going to be, um, I, think, I think it's a good quiz. But we'll, we'll You find thought out. your last one was good, though. But this one I actually planned. Right. <laughs> As in, I'm just going to ask you the question. I'm not going to try and figure it out myself. Yeah, you're not going to try and play the game yourself no, with the I'm... answers in front of you. Exactly. Um, starting off then, F1 update. Shall we go back? Oh, we're going to do the. Sorry, we're going to do the teams, aren't we? First. Yeah. Off. So we're, we're just we're we're just going to because we grid... did the three races. Yeah. We did that. We're just yeah. going to grade the teams how we yeah. think they've done. So which team are we starting with? Let's start at the back. Okay. Which team at the back? Though? Well, I've actually got Hash written down last, only because they were the one team I missed uh... off my list. They shouldn't be last, but that's the no, team. I suppose they have the last garage at the moment, don't they? Yeah. My, have they? Position. Oh, really? I, I don't but think over they. Williams. Oof. That's when you know you're underperforming. <laughs> yeah. I think Williams finished ahead of them last year. Okay. Fair enough. I think. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hassett is then. So, Mick Schumacher has had uh, an improving season. Yep. So, I think from that side, Gunter Stein is the, one of the few shining lights of entertainment we get. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't want him going anywhere. Him and the Ferrari strategists. Yeah. <laughs> and um, since Magnussen's return, I think he's he's been a performer for that team that they, they possibly have missed um, for various reasons over the last few years. He's almost picked up where he left off because he's sort of finished bizarre, off quite well, yeah. didn't he? And everyone was like, well, why are you letting him go? Yeah. And was, then his last it, race was... Well, it, it was clear. I think he said at the time when he left, it was a money thing. Yeah. That's why he was leaving like it, he couldn't he and not that he was demanding more it was that he couldn't bring in the money that other drivers yeah, yeah. could and so you know that was kind of the end of it was, but obviously then they got investment with another driver they did and um yeah well that and they didn't have investment yes. with another driver <laughs> i think that the fact they've had a ferrari power unit has helped them considerably yeah well, they've got quite a few point scoring positions as well they have which i mean has of a couple of years ago probably couldn't have dreamed of which is very odd considering where Haas were four years ago five yeah years they ago. really are a roller coaster team aren't they they're up and down where they were down. challenging for podiums yeah. um, then they had the season where two consecutive races the wheels literally came off yes yeah yeah <laughs> so this season so far i mean they can't have a really high score they can't have a very high score at all really because they are still at the back they are but but 
but I'll give it a countdown. We'll both give our number uh, and see if we just see if we agree. Okay. You yep. got one ready? Yeah. Right. So three, two, one, seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh well. No conversation needed. There we go. Yeah. A win for the Mars yes. driven there. <laughs> okay. Moving on to everyone's favourite team to take the mick out of Williams. Oh, I feel for Williams. I feel for Williams because I listened to a, a podcast at the start of, uh, just before the season with the new. Um, race director they were having mm-hmm. and you know really interesting career that he's had this is a guy with a funny name yeah which is why i haven't said it okay. I, can, I can't it's not in the forefront of my mind so i can't remember um but th- they seemed like they were just starting to take the right direction albon was coming into the seat uh, yeah that was well the end of last year was quite good for them reasonably yeah, wasn't yeah, it yeah. So, so it looked like there would be a sort of bit of momentum shift so they forward. were on an upwards trajectory they were another one of these teams though like the entire grid said, we are going to move forward next year. Yeah. And it was that classic thing of if everyone moves forward, someone moves backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and we all wondered who it was going to be. Um, and I think there's probably two teams that we could say have moved backwards. Yeah. But we'll come on to the other yeah, team yeah. in a minute, obviously. So um, I think Alwyn's had, he's adjusted well. I think he's probably been the better driver of the two. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I, fair I, to say. You know, I'm just thinking that... Um, uh, Latifi's been there longer, so he would possibly have a little bit more comfort with the car. Yeah. But actually, when you see the performances and what each driver's brought to each race... I think you'd that... probably say Albon's having the better season. Yeah. So, um, behind the scenes, you know, they can't be that happy because they would have probably hoped that they would be... I mean, at least fighting to get points on most races, which... Honestly, I don't think they are a lot of the time. No, they're not at all. Um, there's a few times when you see them sort of pop up into the t- 12th place, but it is only because of a pit stop that's happened around them. That's yeah, them... or it's been a changeable race and they've just had the right tyres at the yeah. right time or they've taken advantage of a safety car somewhere. And I hate to take anything away from them. It's just that's that's been the circumstances, yeah. really. It hasn't... Well, they're a team that everybody wants to see do well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we would like to see them. I mean, we're always up for more people challenging at the top. Yeah, definitely. If we could have 10 teams all challenging for race victory every week, oh, that'd be great. I mean, but... th- th- it's one of the greatest shames that we don't at least have probably five teams that are competing to the for the podium and then another five teams behind that competing yeah. for the rest of the points. That yeah, you almost be... want to have four consecutive teams at least that are challenging for the world title. But mm. we've got, well, at the moment it looks like we've got one. <laughs> Oddly, maybe odd. two, but the other one just—they—they'd seem to love grenading themselves every oh, week. Yeah. One of them could win the world title. Yeah, they just don't seem to probably want to. should be winning the world title. Um, um, right, so should we give uh, Williams a score? See if we can see if we can do it again. I'm not. Uh, the thing is, I think for the seven that has got was because there's been a lot of consistency, and although it's not. Yeah, well, they've been outperforming themselves at they've times. They've been outperforming, yeah. and I'm not sure Williams are. No, I've got my score in mind. Yeah, I said only too harsh to them because I think they're they're on the right direction. Um, okay, do you okay. want to do the same again? Yeah, yeah, I think we'll be different this time. I but... think we probably will. Okay, but okay. three, two, one, four point five. Okay, so same, we'll give we'll give them a mean harsh. average of five point seven five. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Out of ten. Yeah. So you're halfway there, Williams. Well, just over halfway. So. Well, I think you know. If they were rounding, that would get them to six, and I think they can't complain too much with that. So, yeah, if, if they I were think rounding. that's fair. But yeah, next, uh, I've got Alfa Romeo next. This isn't like I said. This isn't. I mean, the top four are probably in the right order, but the rest of it sort of just 
as in what team came to me at what time. Yeah, I find Alfa Romeo really bizarre this season. <laughs> Started, what was it, the first three or four races, and you were watching Bottas race his old teammate. Yeah. In an Alfa Romeo. But then was challenging for sort of fourth and fifth but yeah, in exactly. the race. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking, hold on, did what? What have, either Alfa Romeo brought a great car, or yeah. Bottas is one of the greatest drivers that we've ever seen. And the only reason that he wasn't winning the World Championship yeah. is because something was wrong with the Mercedes he was driving. But he could take an Alfa from 17th <laughs> to 5th. But it seems like that car's gone backwards, as has Bottas. Yes. Um, and I wonder which is the... I mean, the fact that his teammate has kind of consistently sort of been fighting between, between 15 and 10. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so the suggests. odd sort of top ten appearance, but yeah, and he did get. I did think he did get his first lot of points. Yeah, he's range. definitely got points. I'm sure. So he is. Yeah. good on him um, for coming in and getting some points first season to do that in a team that isn't the the more dominant end of the field. No, but is a great achievement. I think. But I mean, if you had to come up with a very short sentence to describe Alfa Romeo's season, just like inconsistent. Yeah, see, I, mine would be Alfa Romeo 2022. They were there. They were there, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's kind of not doing anything particularly wrong or anything particularly... But we- weirdly, I'd say they're having a better season than Williams. Yeah, no, definitely. Because yeah. of, because of how, like, Bottas was genuinely in fifth at some point. You're yeah. thinking, hold on, have Alfa Romeo. They've either got a great car with a good, you know, with, they've either got a very good car, a very good driver, and it's finally working for them. Or something's going on. Yeah. Now we know the Ferrari power unit's very good. We know that that because you're designing a car around an engine, there will be certain crossover, not to say copying or anything like that, but certain crossover in design. And so if the Ferrari's working, the Alpha should also be working. Yeah. Whether that has started to then, you know, that research and development over the last few months has started to peg them back as other teams have started to move forward. That might be why they've then slip back but yeah all in all i mean what do you want to give them we'll do the same again shall we uh yeah i suppose what you say probably wouldn't change my mind on them okay so um yeah go on right okay three two one six Seven. Ooh, okay six point five then that puts them just ahead of williams just behind Haas. behind Haas. yeah Which i think it's fair yeah. right next well, Miles will move on quickly from this one, I imagine. <laughs> Got Aston Martin. Oh, well, 10 out of 10. We'll yeah. move on. Yeah. 10 out of 10, buy some more shares. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I There's think it's not really a thing disappointing, to really, yeah. for them. I mean, I don't want to say it's very disappointing, but it certainly hasn't been anything like expectation. I would describe it as very disappointing. I, I think the disappointment comes from the expectation that they had coming in realistically but they projected that expectation yes. onto everyone else it's not like everybody had an unreasonable expectation no, no and that's why it's difficult to, to sort of on one side you want to be a bit harsh because they're the ones that put it out there yeah on the other side um could we just now blame it on a retiring sebastian vettel and say that he was terrible for them no because i think next season what we'll see is them <laughs> at the back challenging williams <laughs> uh no i mean and and anyone listening to that was in Jest, just to give Sam a bit of annoyance. Not yes, uh, not anything. I think anybody that's listened before will understand where yeah, that yeah. came from. Um, well, as I said to you before, this we've just—it's uh, very difficult sometimes because some of the stuff we put out, some of the content, some people don't seem to yeah. get the humour. 
yes, and, yeah. and, and sort of sent us very long replies of wow. Miles was having a bit of a rant about some YouTube replies. That just, just people saying that some of the things we've put are inappropriate. And I'm like, none of it's inappropriate. Like this is all very family friendly, very sort of just jostling around. But yeah. I think sometimes culturally, you're you're projecting to a whole world. Yeah. And so sometimes people don't quite get that a lot of things are meant in jest, especially in the British sort of humour type way. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I've got my score. Yours is obviously going to be different. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if I can give them, like, where are the high points? I'm just seeing if I can at any point get below eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just trying to think if there was any, because, you know, with the team so far, there have been some high points, like Alpha with their start to the season. Yeah. Williams having actually ha- get Have some... Aston had any high points? This is the thing. I'm trying to think. This season, they've... They their their race pace is actually very good, but their qualifying pace seems to be yeah so far off that they could never make it up in the um in the races. So there's there's something good to be said for what they're able to actually what they've built as a race car, but as a qualifying car, it, it just seems so far out of. And there has been this whole thing of the oh they're their third design of the season. Yeah, well, they brought that new spoiler in, didn't they, to the last just, race, yeah, which didn't, didn't seem to do a lot. No, this is the odd thing, actually. Usually when you hear teams are doing something, spoilers, side pods, front wings, whatever it may be, Yeah, you see an impact. Now, yeah. Maybe they go backwards, which either means that the drivers have got something that's negatively affecting the car, but they've managed it to keep it in a position. Yeah. Or even with whatever advantage it's giving, the driver can't get it out of the car. It's more likely the second one, I guess. Yeah, quite possibly. Or it's not given an advantage at all. It's just, yeah. a, it's just a design that doesn't really do anything. You know, this is the, the oddity with it. Um, right, so let's see how unbiased you are. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, four. Seven. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, so we're going to give them a four. <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah, I know. You, you ranked just, them level with Hass. Trying just <laughs> desperately to justify something. <laughs> Okay, I've got Alpha Tauri next. Uh, Alpha Tauri, it's been not a bad season, but fairly disappointing. Yeah, like I don't want to say I describe it. I describe it as poor. Yeah, I think the, the problem is is where they came off last year to this year. I don't know what's happened. Yeah, well, well, they won races last year. Yeah, but I, I know there's new cars and everything else like that. But you've essentially got the same drivers racing for the same team with a bunch of the same engineers and you know auxiliary staff, the same team principal. So it isn't. Yeah, I'm looking for that shake up that may yeah, have had what's changed nothing <laughs> and yeah all that's been is that the new cars and it, the odd thing is as well it isn't like you can say well the whole red bull team and alpha tower they've all gone the wrong way because alpha because red bull seems to be doing fine yeah i know they can't do like they are two separate teams but they still have their you know overall connections still exist oh yeah definitely so to have one team that's Still charging on, and the team yeah. go backwards. It just seems a bit bizarre. It's very, very strange. Um, I'm trying to think if they've had any high points, but I can't even think that Gasly's had any good. No, he's had. If anything, he's had some very poor results. Yeah, and I think he's getting frustrated. Well, he's, with like, it. There's been um, a few times when I've looked at. You know, we've, you've been looking at like the sort of accumulative bets that you can put on or whatever, where it says X X X X and X to finish in the points. Yeah, Gasly's always in there, and for me, whenever I see that, I'm like, I'm not going to take that. Because, you just because he'll end, he will either end up in 10th or 18th. Mm. Whether so, it be through a spin or a botched pit stop or just general slowness. 
Sonoda had, I think, a couple of good races at the very start of the season. I'd say he's almost more consistently performing than Gasly. Yeah, well, he had his spins and he had his issues, but they seem to have been able to smooth out a lot yeah. of his racecraft. And he is still... But he's still young, isn't 20, he? 20, I think. Yeah. So, um, what, could, what would you give them overall? Okay. Uh, okay. Only because they haven't really got... Again, they're one of those things, a bit like Aston Martin, where you sort of go in and you think, well, they should be moving forward. The problem is, is that you say, well, who's outperforming for yeah. them to be so far back? And I don't, I'm not sure that there's many teams they're up against that are actually outperforming. No, I, I just don't think, think they're not performing. Um, okay. All right. Three, two, one, six, five. So you're very generous. Well, because there's only 10 teams on the grid. Well, I know, but it's, it's not necessarily... You're ranking them from one to ten. You're just saying how out. Well, we how are good... ranking them from one to ten. No, but how? No, in order. Yeah. You're yeah. just saying out of ten, how good has their season yeah, been? No, I no, don't no. think you yeah, give them no. more than a five. I think the one thing I probably I don't dip below a five. I probably wouldn't dip below a five only because to get a Formula One. Well, you haven't so far. <laughs> no. To get a Formula One car, well, we haven't done Ferrari yet, so maybe they'll be the. <laughs> no, but to get a Formula One car to the start of the grid, um, each race, I think takes such an incredible effort that it's probably difficult to then say even whatever they do after that doesn't justify at least you know a no that's fair i mean you're thinking more in terms of like the, whole the whole team yeah, yeah rather than just you know how did they turn up basically the you're being a journalist and i'm being sensationalist uh, that's usually how we work at the miles driven yep <laughs> i do the miles you do the driven <laughs> <laughs> okay uh next i've got alpine oh they're difficult because they've been doing quite well, but then they've had a very bizarre last <laughs> few weeks. Bizarre is the word. Yeah. Um, their season's been very good, though. I'd say so. I've been very surprised yeah. in the places that they've been battling, getting, and consistently achieving. Yeah. But they take. It, I thought if Aston Martin were in that position, I would say, yes, that's what they said they were going to do. And that's what they are uh, doing, yeah. yeah. Whereas Alpine, they've got a new team principal, Admittedly, one who's very, very experienced, not myself now. Yeah. But he was still new to the team. They've got a driver who's a world champion who probably isn't going to get the chance to be a world champion again. No. Possibly that could be wrong, depending on how things fall in the next few years. But it probably not with Alpine. No, and probably not with Aston. Uh, no. <laughs> for some reason, for a second there, I thought it was going to McLaren. But that's because of other things going around. Yeah. Um, with Piastri and stuff like that but I just think they're outperforming and so I would probably give them quite a strong score because of that I'm trying to think if Ocon has or Alonso have, have done anything that's really let the side down like, I wouldn't say so the last race they sort of they tripped over they each, tripped other, over each other I think that was more Ocon being a bit too aggressive yeah. off the start sort of tried to push his teammate into a wall yeah that's the one thing I didn't get this about Alonso, and I, I finally do understand it, and a lot of drivers have said the same. Very tough driver will fight you to the end, but yeah. will always... But it gives you the space. Yeah. like there's, It's almost like there's a rule book in his head. Yeah. And he's like, I have to... If I'm going to win, I do not want to win by getting yeah. a five-second penalty. Well, he, so he, can, he can play dirty, but he won't play dirty where he cuts you off and doesn't leave no. you space. Which... He, he will leave you the space, but leave that space in an area you don't want to be. Hmm. I Which is know. why he had the reputation of being a dirty driver. Nobody really liked him when he was winning with... Who was he winning with? Renault. Renault, all those years ago. 
Yeah, I suppose you know because, I mean. because he would push people to the limits. Yeah, but, but he won't time, go beyond it. No, like we've now, seen with Lewis and Max, they will sometimes just push each other off the track. I've, not just those two. There's no, been, no. I'm uh, just thinking of recent yeah, yeah. times. I'm trying to think recently. There's been a few other instances as well where you've seen drivers and you've thought you didn't really give. And we're talking like mid-pack fights where you think, yeah. You, I understand where they're both coming from because they can't fully see it like, because of where the position they're in. But yeah. you must get a feel for it. And if someone's making a charge on you, what I like about... Uh, I'm not going to say Ocon then. What I like about Alonso is if someone's making a charge on him, he will defend until the absolute nth of fairness. And it's as if someone has gone to the very edge of the rule book and said, up to this point is fair. Yeah. Which includes a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. But over that is unfair and he seems to be able to sort of find that fine edge so but i'm impressed with alpine this year um, yeah yeah do you want to give a score yeah you ready mm-hmm. three two one eight, eight. Oh. very good back on the, we're back on the board yeah that was quite good okay right do you want to do mclaren or mercedes next oh um mclaren well it used to be one team we could do them together yes yeah <laughs> uh, right yeah mclaren McLaren is a uh... right. That was McLaren. <laughs> no, I don't think there's a lot to say. I don't do want. To, I don't want to be unkind, but I, I can't use the word that the word I want to use rhymes with hiss poor. Oh right, yeah. Would be their would be the description of their season for me so far. They've had some reasonable points finishes, but that's probably the highlight. Yeah, they've, they've had they've had been... more bad results than they have had. Decent results, I'd say. Yeah. And it's not like it's Ricardo still getting used to the car and Norris is, you know, challenging for wins and podiums like he was last year. They've both been... I mean, I think they've finished quite a lot of races together. Yeah. Within a couple of, of spaces of each other, which, which is... makes me wonder whether it's just so much them or whether there's some other things... Oh, it's, de- it's definitely the car. I mean, Norris yeah. is a fantastic driver. Uh, he's been very competitive when the car has been there, that's yeah. for sure. And... People like to jump on Ricardo's back because he's he's switched so many teams now that I'm not sure how you can be consistent. No, it's difficult. Well, you, you need a couple of years to bed into a team. Yeah, and they're different. It's not. I know some people say, "Well, so and so went from this team to this team." It's like, yeah, but if the ethos is different, yeah. you have to amend. It's not. It's not the same when uh, George Russell just quickly went from Williams to a Mercedes. Well, there's a Mercedes engine in both. Yeah, there is the strong connection between the two teams. There is so, and and you're testing with Mercedes. Yeah, so that so, makes it easier. Yeah, the the whole sort of transition. Whereas when you're going from you know one end to the other end, and uh, I just think it's more difficult. So well, it's a bit like if you were if you were a striker in footballer mm. in football, sorry, and you were playing in a four four two formation, and you were the big striker, and you had a little striker playing alongside you, and that's how you played. You sort of won the aerial duel. You'd knock it down to the small guy, and then he'd either go on and score, he'd pass it back to you, and you'd score. Yeah. And then you went to a team where they were playing 4-5-1 and you're the lone no, striker. Lone. And suddenly you're sort of the target man. You've just got to hold the ball up. And everyone's like, well, why are you not scoring loads of goals this year? Because I spent my whole season standing with the ball, waiting for other other people to get up and support me. Hopefully a lot of people get the football reference. Well, I was just thinking if, if people good. didn't watch yeah. Formula 1, yeah, they yeah. might watch football and maybe it'd be. Yeah, no, it's good. Or like what I've done is confuse a load of people going, I don't, yes. I don't really watch yeah, football, so either, what yeah. is this? Okay, um, scores? Yeah. Uh yeah okay, you good? Yep. Okay, I'm good. No so. point fives anymore. None of this point five. Oh uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. 
five. Oh, sorry, five. <laughs> Three, two, one, six. six. Hey. Hmm. Back on the board. I'm quite impressed that we've got a few that match here. Yeah. That's probably three or four now. Yeah, it's three. Yeah. Okay. If we hadn't had the point fives, I think we might have been closer on a couple of the other ones as well. Yeah. But okay. Mercedes. Mercedes have gone backwards this season, but they've then started to make it back up. Cause... They have. The caveat I'd put on that is while we're discussing this, we're talking yeah. about how the team, how good a season the teams are having, but comparing it to how they were last season as well. Yeah. So if we're comparing it to last season, Mercedes had a really bad start to the season. They've had a bad start. Because but they were just dominating. Whether they're making that up this year. Yeah. Because when, I, I don't know where we were, say the first three races, yeah, they, they were, were they were looking so far off the pace. Yeah. It was bizarre. We were looking sort of, will they make it into Q3? Yes. Then we went in sort of quarter of the way through the season. It was like, okay, they're, they're okay, but they're not going to be challenging for anything. Then in the last month or so, They've started to be the third team challenging. And they in have. fact, they've had, um, they've had consistent podiums. podiums. But so. I would say, again, the thing, I think I said it in the last podcast, the thing was, I think they've flattered with the podiums they've had because, because the podiums... I know oh, you've got to be there. Yeah, you could say, you, you know, if it, if, it was Al, if it was Alpine, you'd say, well, you'd probably say the same thing, but they still have to be there. But we're talking about Mercedes here. They had eight years of winning consecutive because it's seven or eight years of winning consecutive constructors championships. Yes. They've got their podiums through being there, but through Ferrari deciding they don't fancy anything today. George or Russell. Or Red Bull decided not to finish. George, I'd say George Russell was having the better season. I think he was, well, yeah, because he was consistently top five for almost like the first race. seven races, yeah. six or seven races, yeah. Um, Hamilton's been a bit up and down because he was down for a while, but then he started to get his performances yeah. back up, but it it's not been completely consistent so far it's been some good races yeah. then it sort of slipped away a bit then it's come back um okay i think i've got a score for them okay i'm i'm struggling but i'm just gonna pluck i can't over. do halves no, no. Um, okay yeah i've got one okay all right three two one six seven. no i was gonna go seven if i'd have yeah. done a point five i would have said six point five see it's funny because if i'd had a point five i'd have gone seven point five. Oh, okay so we probably would have ended up we're a point apart, regardless. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's probably just my leniencies towards <laughs> yes. certain teams. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. The circus. Oh, it's so difficult. I think that's what they play in the garage. Can we separate the team off? No. One half of the team and the other. We can discuss the good parts and the bad parts. But would you want to do the good part or the bad part? We'll split it up. We can both talk about the. You can talk about one part each. Would you rather talk about the drivers or the team? Let's do the bad part first. Okay. Let's do the bit that isn't working and then let's talk about right. it. Because to whatever we need to say about the team, they have created a great car this Oh, it's year. fantastic. So everything up Really to, good at one lap as well. Yeah, it is. I mean, just everything up to the first race of this season, the team as a whole has performed impeccably. If we were grading this on the first race of the season, right, they would be touching a 10. Five, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, if they, I, they, they took away of, my point fives. Yeah, they so. sort of perfected the Mercedes model of build a car that will be so fast that you'll finish, you'll start the front, locking yeah. out the front row. And right, then hold it. And then you, could, you, you don't have to be the quickest car on the grid. Then you just have to be able to maintain in one clear or two air, with, in clear air with a really yeah. good strategy. Where, um, it's, where, where it falls down is when you can get one and two. And then the strategists are still at home. 
and, and it's not you know this is the thing is it's not just strategy it's the the pit team it's obviously the people they've on had the pit, a few bad pit the stops garages they, yeah. as well there's there's just been a few things where you think you had first and second sewn up now you're going to take fifth and sixth yeah and then you think okay well you've got the win in this race where's your second car going to finish oh your second finish car's in ninth and yeah. you've just taken the win away I don't want to be too critical and say they've lost wins because of it, because obviously anything can happen, and ultimately we own, we don't we never see the counterfactual when they pull no, the course. team the, the drivers in and we think why are you doing that? Of course they can see things on data that we can't, so possibly the tires wouldn't make the end of the race. But if we learn anything from the Mercedes strategy of build it fast and stay there, yeah, it's that you always play for track position mm-hmm. until you have no option left. You play for track position, which yeah. you know obviously caught them out a few times. Say, but and the main one is the you know there was still the option in Abu Dhabi last year. We're not going to well, go back it, to no, it, but, but it, you know track position was why they stayed out. Yeah, because if they had decided, you know, as an immediate reaction, let's come mm-hmm. in. But because generally they're looking at that's how they play the game. Yeah, let's play for track position, and it ultimately worked for them for years and years and years. So you can completely understand, of course. But what I don't understand is then when Ferrari go, hmm, we could also play for track position. But I, I almost, like, I almost, I don't want to give them a bad score because I almost like the fact that they don't because it was a bit well, It gives you something to talk about, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it's a bit dull when a team plays for track position and they're just like, we're first, let's just hold first, let's not dare anything here, let's yeah, not risk it. we'll do it. 12 stops because we know we can keep it. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, stuff happens behind us. Okay, the wind's sewn up and you think, oh, that's fun. Whereas... Ferrari, when they are on po- pole, oh yeah, you don't know. What's no idea happen. where they're yeah. going to finish in that race. Will they start on softs, yeah. wets? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Will they have tires? Will the car no be on knows. the grid? Will yeah. it be in Fiorano? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting today. Ferrari is starting on the super wet tires yeah. on fire. <laughs> um, but some decisions, particularly, I think, I know. Well, but I was going to say actually, particularly one of them, but actually, I think they've both had moments where they've gone. What was that? The drivers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, now, I don't want to be... I'm not going to be too critical. I think people have been critical of Bonotto. I don't want to be too critical of him because I think he's trying to keep a lot of heads happy. Yeah, true. And but I he think, has come out in a recent interview and said that nothing needs to change. No, because... Going <laughs> forwards. <laughs> the, the problem is that would if you had Toto Wolf being interviewed when they were their dominance and things went wrong for, say, three or four races... What would he say? And I think he'd say exactly the same oh, thing. Oh, yeah, probably. But this the problem is, the problem. is they haven't got the dominance yet. <laughs> no, but publicly they can never really say, well, it's, well, I mean, Ferrari used to. They used to, yeah. well, it's been terrible and we'll uh, fix it. Yeah. Now, obviously, you've got Twitter and someone will hear that. They'll rewrite it. It would be nice to get... hear somebody being honest. Though. I mean, even in the, in the press conference. Because <laughs> the drivers are very much... Well, we'll discuss it when we get back to the yes to the team bus, which is what we saw. Was it Silverstone where Bonotto had to kind of have a quick word with Leclerc? Yes, it was basically giving him a telling off, wasn't yeah, he? For, because it yeah. did. I mean, and to be fair to Leclerc, you could see why he was upset because yeah. he felt that basically he'd won the race and yeah, and they pitted signs behind him, didn't they? And then yeah, pitted him after or him, or whatever, um, cost him a result. But then on the other side, they were trying to pit signs in France. When Signs was fighting, yeah, he's literally in a wheel to wheel battle. Yeah, uh, so okay, it, bit, pop, pop, box, box, and pit confirm, please. When, when the, they'd made the pit lane slower that year in France, yeah. <laughs> so there was no chance you could catch it up if you come in. But, <laughs> um, but then I wonder if there's a little bit of longer 
I think Ferrari would love, and I mean just passionately love to win the constructors. I think they want oh, the drivers. They would, yeah. I think they want the drivers. Of course they want the drivers and the drivers really want the drivers, but they've been it's been a long time. I mean they won it in was it 2007 or 2008 when it was split? So it was a driver one the constructor. Yeah, one driver. of the last times it was split apart from last year obviously. Yeah. So you know they they I think they would if there's one they want to really take, they they're a bit like um, Man United years ago, if we're going to use a football analogy. Yeah. When it was no player is bigger than the team sort of mentality. Yeah, yeah. And they, so they want the constructors because that's a trophy for everyone. Whereas if, for example, Sign won, Signs won the um, driver's champion but didn't get anything else, then yeah. it's, you know, it, it's a trophy for him and a great achievement for the team, but it's not quite probably what they want. So no, definitely not. Oh, where'd you put them? I mean, the problem is they get so many points yeah, for you've... coming out this season in the position they have. They lose it because they yeah, should it's be... It's got to be an overall score. They should really be first by a margin. and then Yeah, not. they should. I've got mine. Um, maybe I'll be a bit generous to them. I can't do halves, so... No. Okay, I've got mine. All right. Three, two, one, eight. eight. Oh, wow. There we go. I would have had them at nine, but obviously without the... Exact same thought process that I was going through, yeah. Okay. Okay, Red Bull. Um, They don't get as many points as they were going to get because I think they've they've come in consistently, but Ferrari would, I think, be ahead of them. I think they'd be ahead in both championships. Yeah. So... But they again, might even have both drivers ahead in both champions in yeah. the drivers. Like you said, though, Sam, they d- you do have to show up. Yeah, and they have certainly shown up. Put a car in, say, between between positions one and four. And, and Max has won at least one race by a good like fifteen was seconds. It? Was it the last is... race where he was like in seventh or eighth? Oh, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, he came from tenth. Yeah, and it's like came from no tenth one to win, and ring. no one passes at that. It's a difficult place to pass. Yeah. Just and all right, there were some things that helped him out, but he had to be in the right place, and he had to. Not a lot of drivers or cars on that grid would have done that. I don't think. No, Ferrari would have done it. Got to first and then pitted. It. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually what they for Inters. <laughs> I think they did do something like yeah. that because they had they had what did they have first and uh, no second and yeah they had second, they had second and, third. and third yeah because Russell was on. Podium, and they managed to it? not get on the podium. I think they got seventh and ninth. Yeah, solid. Some, yeah. Um, what a Red Bull get because they they are winning by a considerable margin. I mean, Verstappen's eighty points clear. Is he eighty points now? Wow. But so then, he's, he's over two victories clear now. I just I don't want to give them too much. Like I think they've done. There's a fantastic car. Obviously, the team are on a real roll. But I think some of it is down to other teams not yeah. having fully performed so Definitely. it's just how much do you chip off for that but i can't really give, the problem is i can't really give them eight because they gave ferrari eight yeah but i don't really want to give them nine no <laughs> i'm going to just break your rule sam okay you're going 8.5 i'm going to go 8.5 i'm going to give them a nine okay that's that Which seems I think fair. Is fair and that is the f1 roundup for this part of the season it was the quick f1 roundup that's taken 40 minutes as ever. Um, as always. <laughs> <laughs> right, listener questions, Sam. Okay. Hit me with them. Let's go. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Oh, hold on. I've got to try and read my own handwriting. Oh, right. Well, anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, okay. This was a question we got on YouTube, which was, we had done a Range Rover episode, back in episode 30 of the podcast. Yeah. We did a Range Rovers, Range Rovers, Range Rovers episode. Mm -hmm. That's what it was called. We did. And um, covered basically the history of Range Rover. Someone asked, were we going to do one for Land Rover? Because we just did the Range Rover brand. Yeah. And I said, yes, it will be something that we will do. It's just, obviously, if you do Land Rover, it's longer of history. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's the start of the company. And also, you've got more variety within the range. Yeah. Because if you're just doing Range Rover, you're just sort of starting at the Range Rover, the classic shape, effectively, mm-hmm. as, as the three generations that sort of did, if you like. And then going on to the P38, L322, L405, and then the newest one. So that's, it's easier to do that okay. than it is the whole history. But, um, but yes, okay. we'll do that Very somewhere. Good. We'll give Sam some homework to do on that one at some yep. point. Probably for your honeymoon. I think your oh, wife good. will appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, can you? Sorry, say... love, I can't come out today. Right, Miles <laughs> has given me some homework on Land Rovers. Yeah. And it's the the really old bits of history. I'm yeah. gonna watch some black and white videos. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else have we got? What might be one for you, Sam? Cool. Uh, we had someone asking. It was quite. It was an interesting question actually. I boiled it down just shorter than they had asked, but it was they had a ten thousand pound budget. Okay. buy their next car but they were wondering if they could they should just put that ten thousand pounds into a deposit for something nice right because they have never owned a new car and because of the way things are mm-hmm. you know prices are going up in the car industry and you know electric hatchbacks for example are touching forty thousand pounds they were wondering should they put that money into something that's nice We'll just give the example of an i30N. That's not what they said. Yeah, but yeah. Obviously, the payments would come down a lot. You've got a good bit of equity and you've got a brand new car with warranty versus £10,000 to just own a car outright that they could enjoy. See, I think maybe we'll be on the same page because I'd say, no, nah, just get something that you own outright. There is definitely a huge advantage to just saying that's Or are you going to be on the other side of the... I think because you can get yourself a Civic Type R... <laughs> I think the one the one thing I really did get is if you are planning to buy a new car and you think I'm not sure because of whatever situation you're in in life you don't know if you'll get the chance to buy another new car. Yeah. Maybe you're sort of in that point where you've got a young family and you think I can buy one now but in 10 years no chance because I have too many other costs going on. Um it, it all depends on obviously what you expect where you expect to be financially in the future. Yeah, yeah. But if you were the other side of the coin, it used to be, say for Sam, for you and I, mm-hmm. if we were having this conversation, I'd say, well, you know, keep working on what we're doing, um, build up so our wages increase, and then get a new car. The yeah. problem is that those cars all exist if you're a bit of a petrol head. Yeah. Uh, then where's... Boy, you're struggling with that one now, aren't you? Sam's put a tea cloth on his head. <laughs> so it's so hot in here today. We've both got a cool pack wrapped in yeah. a tea cloth, in a dishcloth. No, yeah. tea towel. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, mine was on the back of my neck, but I've taken it off and I've put the thing bare on my chest. Yeah. And put the tea towel on my head like a like some sort of wig. Yes. <laughs> he looks like he's going to go and do Judge. Uh, oh, yeah. Judge what? Judy. I was thinking of the British Jerry Springer one. or something. Yeah. Oh, Judge Rinder. Okay, there we go. Is yeah, that the name? I, I think so. I just knew there was a British one. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, so the other, on the other side of it, I just think if you wanted to buy new and you had a good deposit, now the stuff that you can buy new, probably there won't be probably anything comparable in 10 years or five years or 
No, there'll be fair. electric stuff, of course, and there'll be probably some hybrid things, but it depends what you really are passionate for. I could be really boring Go on. and say that you should go out and buy something for sort of four or five and then keep the other four or five as a, a winter buffer with the cost of living crisis and energy bills. And yeah, it sounds being really boring, though. It is being really boring, but also quite sensible. Uh, quite sensible, but then if you've got £10,000 just sat that you want to spend You might be car, all right, but probably it not. could be someone like you that saved up ten grand <laughs> and is now just going to live m- week to week yeah. on paycheck, but they'll have a nice car outside, get to the winter and go, well, it's fine, just put a hoodie on. <laughs> so I think our advice will be not helpful. Sam will go with the... I, I would just buy, go and buy, buy a car outright. Not yeah. necessarily for the whole ten grand, but I'm not saying you shouldn't buy a car for the whole ten grand yeah. either. And I would say this is probably going to be the last... You know, over the next couple of years, probably the last chance, if that's if we're talking about things like a Civic Type R, Hyundai i30N, um, any of the uh, M, the light, M Lite mm-hmm. range of BMW, the S range of Audi, all, all that sort of stuff. If, it, if it's there, Ford Mustang, yeah, uh, you need a, well, you need a 10 grand deposit to get the payments. <laughs> but this is the last time you're going to walk into a dealer and they're going to say, yeah, and actually it's X amount, which sounds like a lot of money. But um, we're going to do it in the next podcast. Hot hatchbacks of the next Ooh, generation. We? Uh, well, no, we're just going to cover off why I'm not oh, interested okay. in them. Oh, okay. Because I was doing a story earlier for a hot hatchback that's going to be £60,000. Oh, Jesus Christ. You just think, well, where's the market? Like, what 25-year-old's going, oh, yeah, I'm really into hot hatches. How much is it? 60? Good, I don't want a house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. there are some areas of the country where that would get you most of a house. Yeah, so we'll cover that on the next podcast. It's just... That, 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 for me, is where I start to lean and think, if you've never owned a new car, this is your opportunity to have a new car, you've got that money to put down, then maybe, like Sam says, don't put the whole 10 in, maybe put 8 in and leave yourself a little bit of a buffer, but I would be tempted to get something new that's exciting, and then if you can never do it again, you can say you've done it and had it. Yeah. And you don't have to worry. The other thing is, if you buy a car for between 5 and 10, and it's something that's an enthusiastic car, or an enthusiast car, I should say, you don't know what condition you're buying it in. No, that is very The previous fair. owner may have been a very enthusiastic driver, and yeah. you may have you know, some bills and stuff to come. Sort of thing, the sort of thing you buy. Yes, definitely the sort of thing This I'd looks buy. like a good one. It's the cheapest one on Autotrader, and it's 1,500 quid cheaper than the rest. Sam's watching the wheel roll down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering why I am here. So this is a bit more of a Sam question, just off the back of that, which was cheap fun car, and the person put a question mark on the RX-8. Now, RX-8s are about three. I mean, a good good one is about three grand. An yeah. R3, which is the last ones they did, you could probably pick up five. So they're obviously looking for something in the lower end of the market. Yeah. But that's fun. Okay. Sam's suggestion? Or for fun. three grand-ish. Ish. I mean, an, R- an RX-8, I actually think, can we stretch it to five? Can yeah, you just yeah because I mean, an R3 would be five. So. Uh, a Astra VXR or a oh, Civic yeah. Type R, but the one that no one likes. The FN2. Yeah. The sort of the one that I was going to buy. I think we've told the story about when we went to buy it. Yes. And it was, <laughs> the wheels had been painted with emulsion. Yeah. <laughs> and the exhaust was uh, apparently a very high performance uh, yes. bit of pipe out of BMQ. Yes. Yeah. Copper pipe. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by the, uh, the orange of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. I'd say if you you got you, there's I mean we could do a buyer's guide on the podcast of all those, but there's you have to there's be the careful. Three fifty Z as well, the Nissan three fifty. Could you get Z. one for that price? You could. Yeah, you I'm can. Surprised you haven't. 
looked almost bought one that was in incredibly bad shape for right. two and a half hours. It had done 190,000 miles. Oh, good. Because they're known to be sort of bulletproof, bulletproof and long lasting. Yeah, tank proof. Yes. yes. I, th- I feel that's the case. Yeah. Um, very, it was very, very tempted on that. And the only thing that stopped me was in the end, I thought, I just want something that wasn't. Where was it? Uh, it was one of those places where you hear the name and you know it's not in England. Okay, but you're not sure where. Yeah, you just don't know. I don't know if that's the edge of Wales. I don't know if it, it could be in Ireland or it's Scotland. The very far end of Scotland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was in Scotland in the end somewhere where you just thought that's going to have some rust on it. Yeah. Like it looked clean enough in the pictures, but right. the fact it was being sold cheap with very high mileage. And also thinking I might even, even I might struggle to get my friend to drive me. That to didn't the, to, cross my mind. No, no not once. <laughs> <laughs> not once. Um, I still would stick around. When, they, when you questioned RX-8, don't buy a 192. I think 192s pretty much just need to get chopped up for parts now. Some people who love RX-8s might have a difference of opinion, but a 192 has a five-speed gearbox, no xenon headlights. Yeah. I really don't know why... Maz- well, I do know why Mazda built them, because we used to live in an era where manufacturers went, we want to spell... Uh, we want to sell sports cars and so we're going to make a cheap one that mm-hmm. has less stuff just to try and sell more of the chassis and then the one we actually want to make which is with the 231 okay now of course it's just have you got fifty thousand pounds no well you can't buy anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, which is just what you want to hear yeah so i actually think if you could get yourself a 231 rx8 or a Nissan 350Z. I know they're quite different cars, but they do sort of compete. Um, you'd have a lot of fun for not a lot of money. The thing with the RX-8, the whole issues with compression testing, just pay to get it compression tested. And yeah. you know what? You could probably buy one for like 1,500 quid that actually does need work doing. But when you buy it knowing that and you've got it in your budget, that means you can buy it, get someone to fix it properly, and now you've got one you don't have to worry about. That makes a fair point. So, yeah. Uh, the other question, probably a little bit more for me than Sam, but we'll ask Sam to see his opinion on it because he'll probably know nothing about it. Yeah. And then we can uh, come back Move to me. <laughs> um, have Australians... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Australian car culture disappearing because of government regulation and police crackdowns? I don't know. Really? No. This is your expertise. No? It is, yeah. Often we're messaging about the uh, Australian car culture. Yes, I know you are. Yeah, constantly. Never yeah. ending. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought this was an interesting um, point someone made, obviously, in Australia, whereas we do have some listeners over there. So, good day, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think, actually, from what I saw, I, I visited Australia when I was... Uh, I was visited Australia in the year 2000. And again, in 2005, and then I lived there in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say the difference between 2005 and 2013 was noticeable. I don't know how bad it's got then since then, but there's just this whole thing of if you've got a modification on your car in the UK, people just go, oh, he's put a different set of wheels on his car, and they move on. Yeah. Like, the police really don't want the aggravation a lot of the time. I mean, if you've got an outrageous body kit and everything looks very illegal, they're going to pull you over. But if it's yeah. just this person's modified their car somewhat, unless they come up on AMPR as not being taxed or MOT'd or insured, a lot of the time they're just, you know, unless you're driving like an idiot. Yeah. There, 
It's almost like if you've got anything done to your car. I heard a story of someone who bought a brand new GT3 Porsche yeah. and got pulled over and told that he, they, there's a, like a producer that you get. And you need to prove that whatever modification you've got has been checked and is legal. Okay. And the police gave him this and he said, it's a brand new car from Porsche. This is how they build it. Yeah. And the police obviously didn't care. It's like, no, you need to go and... So he had to go to court. <laughs> and I think I brought this up in a podcast age ago. I said, you know, he had to sort of say to a judge, and what clues a judge got? You know, yeah. look, you know, I've got a letter from Porsche. This is how they build the car. I've been pulled over because they've got a spoiler on it, and the spoiler is how it comes. It's past all the regulation to be sold as a new car, so yeah. I want to go home. But the inconvenience of your day. Yeah, you should get some sort of... Uh, I remember compensation for yeah, that, really. I just, and I had a good chat with some people who are very interested in cars over there, and it was basically um, the issue of they have, I suppose London has a similar issue. You have very high population densities in the cities. So uh, Sydney has a similar population density to London. Okay. So it's, you know, there's, if you're going to try and drive your car in an exuberant way in a city, you're going to get pulled over. And the fortunate thing about the UK is you can just find country lanes and there's loads of just yeah. empty country lanes, especially of an evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you live in the US or Australia, these big countries where outside the cities, they really just connect highways to connect, you know, the bigger yeah. areas yeah. of the country, um, you can be a bit limited as to, to where you can go. So, yeah, I think it is uh, certainly, I think the worst part is not just modifications, but if you're then being limited to what nicer cars you can get, what what do you what do you do? Yeah, well, especially if you're going to be worried about getting pulled over for just driving a car. <laughs> yeah, and then you know if the costs are going up, and then regulation says it has to do this, that, and the other. The worst part for me is Australians used to have some really interesting, like just like Utes yeah, with yeah. a V8 in it. Mm-hmm. So this was not the most powerful, ridiculous thing in, in existence, but it was just cool. Yeah. You know, you look at it and you think, wow, there's a 25-year-old and he's managed to get himself a ute with a V8. It's a work truck, so it gets all the work truck exen- exemptions. But at the end of the day, he's still got a V8 and he's happy. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, no, you know, he's got to drive this and he's got to fit this exemption and oh, you're not going to get a tax break. It's just, you know, people could be doing so many worse things. That's, I, this is the one thing I think we talk about with car culture. It's just a strange thing to crack down on. Yeah, it? it is. If people are taking drugs and attacking people, that's something you really need to get a, a hold of. Yeah. If people are meeting up in a car park that's abandoned at night and revving their engines and talking, Away from everyone. Yeah, and talking about, oh, well, I've got this in my engine. Oh, have you? Oh, I've got this. But, Not doing a lot of harm, <laughs> is it? You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. If they were drag racing down the central uh, city streets, I'd completely get, which I did see. Once yeah. when I was walking home. But that's fine. There's always a couple that go a bit too far. There's always going to be that. Yeah, we, we see it basically everywhere where mm-hmm. Sam and I have gone for different car events. You always see that, but you're not going to stop that. That's what I think is really bizarre is that a rule will come in to try and stop the extreme. Mo- it affects everyone. And the people who were going to be stupid, shockingly, will just carry on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They didn't care that there was a rule in the first place. They yeah. didn't have enough respect just to go oh, well, I won't do that because that's probably a bit silly. If they, didn't, you know, if they don't know that, then a law's not going to change them. So, Precisely, yeah. Yeah, I do hope it eases up a little bit for Australians, but from what I know, um, the, the answer to it, if you do want to enjoy your car, is to work on everything that is under the skin. 
Yeah, and just leave the outside standard. And try and leave yeah. the outside as standard as possible. So get yourself a Monaro yeah. and uh, just do up the suspension and the brakes and the engine. And but you, know, you can't even put wheel spaces on your car in Australia. Mm. They're illegal to put wheel. You know, I had wheel spaces on that Focus I had years ago. Yeah. Just small wheel spaces that just brought them out into the arch a little bit. That would be illegal. Yeah. I find that bizarre. Something that in very few other countries of the world, someone goes, oh, yeah, this is fine. And Australians go, completely illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like extreme reaction. What else have we got here? Um, hold on a second. I've got to read my handwriting again. It looks like I've written a, the word burger here, but I haven't. Oh, we've had lots of different buyer's guide requests. Obviously, we've started doing the videos. Okay. Um, we are doing them, everyone. That's all I can say. <laughs> we, we're, we're doing it. Obviously, I do what I do for a living. Sam does what he does for a living. And then we do the miles driven um, as well. So we, we do hear your requests. We are trying to get stuff done as quickly as possible. And Sam is putting in a major effort constantly. I am. This is almost 24-7 at the moment. It is almost 24-7. I mean, yesterday... Uh, he had to open his phone at one point. I did, yeah, so, and say one, two, or three. Yeah, which, you know, it, it's extreme. That's why I'm so about. tired today. Oh, I'm surprised you aren't completely flat. Barely me, slept. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so uh, this was a good one. I, I don't know, actually, Sam, you might want to give your first bit of advice on this because we'll right. suggest different things. Someone, they were moving abroad. They didn't put the country, but they were looking to buy a pickup truck. Okay. Um, I'm assuming there's more options. Mm-hmm. Advice as to what pickup truck they could buy. Now, they didn't put the country, but I would read it as probably North America. Oh, okay. That's how I, but they could be going to Australia. That's the thing. Right. So the reason I wanted you to answer is because you'll give answers of um, pickup trucks that are available in Europe, yeah. which should also be available in like, Australia. Isuzu Radio. Or DMAX. Sorry, you it's DMAX. Isuzu, don't you? Yeah. Well, it's why you, want, it's why you want a pickup truck for. It needs to be a workhorse. That's what they make. Go and buy one of those. What is it? What's the one you like? Is the D Max. Yeah, but they do a D Max Arctic. Yeah, which comes with the big wheels. Yeah, get standard. one of those. Yeah, they're quite cool. But diesel engine, they're not very fast. It's not meant to be fast. It's a pickup truck. It's meant to be fast. No, it's not. There's it's a pickup Ford, truck. It's meant that, to work. That new Ford Ranger. Oh, good. Is anyway, coming out as a Raptor. Great. Like originally, if Great. you can, if you can go and get yourself a Ranger Raptor. Um, unless you're going to North America, in which case, go and buy yourself a Dodge Ram. Why? Because Dodge Ram. They're annoying, they're loud, and they're too big. Not in the US. No, but they are here. Uh, no, here. No, they think... are, because one turned up in my street the other day at about quarter to 12 when yeah. I was asleep. Yeah. And all I heard was him being noisy outside and trying to park it, and he wouldn't fit in any of the spaces well, across I've had the that road. Before, yeah. yeah. Get in the bin. It's too big. <laughs> go and it, buy an Isuzu. Dot... Yes, it was, yeah. Brilliant. Go and buy a nice Susie. Was it quite a new one? Was it when the old? No, it looked old and broken, beaten up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are those are quite nice. In the bin. So Sam says you should buy a Dodge Ram, but if you can't buy a Dodge Ram, you should get an buy Isuzu. You should buy a Ranger Raptor. Now, if you can't buy either of those, get an Isuzu. Then get an Isuzu <laughs> D Max. But and my addition to that would be the Arctic one has um, it has just some quite cool kit on it. Yeah. Um, what was the other one that you quite like? You like the D Max, but there is another one you've talked well, about. Well, the Hilux before. is always a yeah, always a plus. Do you know the problem with Hilux? They're difficult for availability at the minute. Yeah, well, obviously. Um, but I think for everything's reasons. similar. I, 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 maybe some of the American stuff is a bit is a bit easier, maybe. But it depends where you're going to in the in the world. So if you're going to a country where you can only get your traditional 
European, I would say, market stuff. Yeah. Then um, D-Max or Ranger. And you could just have the standard Ranger. Mm-hmm. There is a new Amarok coming out, but um, I think... Yeah, I'd but rather... that was a rubbish pickup truck to begin with, so... A brilliant pickup truck. But I think <laughs> I'd rather have the Ranger, um, especially now, because they're the same thing. Anyway, that is all the listener questions, Sam. I think. I should double-check. Yes, it is. Which okay. means we get to play my game. Yay! Right, you need to fill for a second while I find the information that I need. So, you, he's come to the podcast and he said, I've got a quiz... I've researched yep. it this time and I'm ready. We get to the quiz, which, by the way, is an hour into the podcast. Yep. And it's, hang on a sec, you need to fill because I need to get some information ready for the quiz. Okay. Surely if you were prepared, you'd have the information. Right. So the game is new car registrations right. for the month of July right. in the UK. Okay. And I'm going to give you a higher or lower game. Right. Okay. Okay. So these are before it's any- another terrible, terrible before game. Before anyone whinges and says that's not right, blah, blah blah. This is the SMMT's figures. So this is as Ooh, registered. Who are they? The something. From so you Motor. haven't gone prepared for this at all. Yeah, yeah. They're they're the main one. I have to do a story about these every. So you should know what the abbreviation stands for. Oh, then, shouldn't the you? Something of motor transport. I can't remember, but it's, it's it's all connected in with the DVLA's registration system. So this is correct information. If I read anything wrong, it's because the DVLA has got it wrong, which is very unlikely because they're the ones giving out the number plates. Yeah. So just in case anyone says that doesn't sound right, blah, blah, blah. First off, Sam, who sold more cars in the month of July? A bar. Which year? July this year. Right. Just gone. Yeah, Yeah, you didn't say the year. You just said July. Oh, well, it's the most recent numbers. Right, okay. Yeah. Who sold more cars? A bath Mm -hmm. or Alpine? A bath. A bath, yeah. Yes. How many more? I don't know. Percentage-wise, did they sell double? Did they sell 10% more? Huh? 70%. 70% more. Okay. Do you want to give a number for how many you think Abarth sold? No. Because <laughs> I wouldn't even know what, was a, what wasn't stupid. Well, well, we're going to go with the stupid numbers. So, market share was 0.01. Right. They sold eight cars. Oh. I was going to say did. like 8,000. And... <laughs> The month of July. Oh right, okay, yeah. Um, and Alpine sold twenty six. Really? So, so I was wrong on both. You counts. were wrong, yeah. But we've got a. They only make one car. I know. Who's buying them? Well, they make two: the S and normal version. Oh, good. There you go. This is a more interesting one, though, because I, I, you think you got the answer. Yeah. You probably have got the answer, but not by the amount you think. Right. Mitsubishi. Mm-hmm. Or Genesis, Mitsubishi sold more cars. How would you, what, what is this sort of percentage? in this country? In this yeah. country, in July, Mitsubishi as the DV- not oh, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And by what sort of percentage margin? One oh, percent more. Right. Mitsubishi sold zero cars. Okay. In the month of July, Genesis sold sixty-two. <laughs> it's just absolutely zero. It's yet cars. again, another rubbish game from Mars. <laughs> okay. Tesla. Versus Suzuki. Suzuki. Sold more cars than Tesla. Yeah, why not? Okay. And by what percentage? 50. Do you know what? This is one where you're actually doing much better. Tesla, who at one point last year, for one month of the year, they were like the second best selling car and they made a huge deal of it. Mm -hmm. They sold three cars in July. Three registered anyway. They've sold loads more, but they actually registered three cars. Whereas 
Suzuki, who I don't really know what people are buying. The Ignis, I suppose. Jimny. Can't buy the Jimny. Oh. It took it. I know the one car that they were selling like hotcakes. Yeah. Better take okay. that off the market. <laughs> um, so it set, uh, Suzuki sold. A thirteen hundred and fifty-two cars. Well, there you go. So they really outdid them. That's about ten thousand percent. Vauxhall or Ford, Sam? Ooh, now, hold on. I'll give you a little bit of help. Ford have stopped selling temporarily. Yeah. The Fiesta. They don't sell it at all at the minute. If you walk into a dealer and say I want a Fiesta, they'll say we we can order one, but we we don't have any to sell at the moment. Vauxhall, because they still sell the Corsa. But Vauxhall are updating a lot of their yeah Vauxhall. range, okay, by thirty percent. So Vauxhall's numbers, three thousand nine hundred thirty-seven. I don't know the Solid answer. Numbers. On this one, so. Ford, seven thousand two hundred forty-one. Oh, well, the Puma and the Cougar. Oh yeah, of two of the best-selling cars in the UK right now. Jeep mm-hmm. or Jaguar. Jaguar, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Buy a hundred percent or yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, it's by a thousand percent. Yeah, uh, Jeep sold one hundred and ninety-three. Jaguar sold twelve hundred and forty-nine. Yeah. F pace, F type, E pace, I pace. There's a big range, but then they don't seem to be like no. But the F pace, the I pace, and the E pace will all be selling. Well, yeah, but they, they've got to. And have people still the, want an F type. They've got to have the um, production numbers. They've got to have like the, the chips and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's what always hindering a lot of these. We'll just make them up. <laughs> Jaguar, they'll go. just just have them. They'll just go. Excuse me, I, I need this for my jam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just go steal it from another. <laughs> right, who sold the most cars in July, Sam? Manufacturer. Oh, I don't get an option. You don't get the option. Just you know, of all the manufacturers you can think Volkswagen. of, Volkswagen. Obviously, it's going to be a popular one. Volkswagen. Really good, Sam. They are ten thousand one hundred eighty-two. Oh, yeah. Just an all-knowing being. Now you know who sold the least. Right, Mitsubishi. Because I yeah, told yeah. you they sold none. Yeah, it's difficult to beat difficult that. Difficult to beat, unless beat someone zero, was yeah. doing buybacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who of the luxury brands? Let me see if I've got. Oh, I haven't got. Oh, I haven't got the one I wanted. Oh, I'd just like to say that Miles is doing this on his phone with his answers live. So this isn't a structured, scripted game at all. Because you're getting the answers and you're having to load a web page. No, for no, it. I haven't. I, I had this information. Yeah, but I just written took a picture it down. of it. So if didn't... it was my quiz, I'd have written down the things to ask you. Do you know what? He has such standards for other because people. Because I'll tell you what. Who's, who's, I'm asking all the listeners now. Whose quizzes have been better? Right, that's something the you can... utter tosh that Miles presents <laughs> you, messaging. or the structured <laughs> funny games that I give. Right. Hyundai or Kia? Tough one, Hyundai. Okay, so Hyundai sold 6,488 cars. Mm-hmm. Kia sold 7,006. Oh, close. That was close. I'll give you that. Uh, Mercedes or Audi? Audi? Or Mercedes or BMW, sorry. BMW. Well, so you don't think we sell many Mercedes? Because mm. either way, you weren't going to go Mercedes. I mean, to be fair to you, yeah, Mercedes sold six thousand two hundred forty-four, which is a lot of cars yeah. actually. Because in fact, they don't. It's not like Volkswagen where you could say, "Oh, well, they sell," you know. No, but they would have the company car bracket when they the A class for the company car and B BMW class. though seven thousand eight hundred fifty-five. Ah, this is in July. Solid win. This is not a um, popular month of car sales. Your favourite manufacturer, Alfa Romeo. Yeah. Or Bentley. Alfa Romeo. No, it's Bentley. It's not Bentley. That's why I said Alfa Romeo. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> close. 121 for Bentley. 175. Oh, that's poor numbers. <laughs> for, for Alfa Romeo, yeah. But again, 
What can you buy in Alfa Romeo at the minute? You can buy the Julia and you can buy the um, SUV. Stelvio. Stelvio. Yeah. But again, I, I, I'm guessing if that group, which is Stellantis, mm-hmm. if they have chips to put in cars... They're putting it towards other members of their group. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that with huge margins. Yeah, not Alfa. Um, I mean, if, if we were in Italy, they probably would sell. I imagine they but probably we, would, We'd yeah. get them put in Vauxhalls instead. That's just the way the, yeah. the market goes. Who, which French manufacturer sold the most, Sam? Dacia. French. Dacia, not French. I thought they were French. My they right. are not French. Uh, you're thinking you're because they... Only they said Toyota then. Yeah, you're thinking because Renault, uh, they use old Renault stuff. Uh, Renault. He's going Renault. The they Peugeot, sold loads of Kajars. Peugeot did 2,504. Citroen did 1,034. Who's buying Citroen? <laughs> and and Renault did two thousand and eighty eight, so it was actually Nissan. No, not it wasn't Nissan. Nissan. <laughs> it wasn't Nissan. <laughs> it was Peugeot. Ah, boo! If I've read those right, I hope I have. I have. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a great game, Sam. It's not, Miles. People have turned off and they just crashed their car into a nearest bridge. <laughs> yeah. Porsche or Lexus? Porsche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Porsche were higher, yeah. Okay, I'll end the game with higher or lower. We'll okay. go alphabetical order. Okay. So, we're starting with an eight. How above. many manufacturers are there on this list? Uh, there's at least 25, 30. <laughs> and at the bottom you have um, other British, which I'm not sure what goes into that category. That'll probably be stuff like Caterhams and, and Lotuses right. and stuff like that. Um, and then other imports at the very bottom of the list. So, higher or lower than eight for Alfa Romeo? Higher. 175. Higher or lower for Alpine, the 175? Lower. Yep, already told you those, so. <laughs> okay, Audi? Higher. Yes. Bentley? Lower. I'm wondering if there's any that's going to catch you, eh? <laughs> BMW? Higher. Citroen? Lower. Uh, uh, by the way, everyone, if I don't give an answer, that means that you got it right, so. <laughs> uh, Cupra? Lower. Wrong. Whee! <laughs> So they sold 1,839 versus Citroen's 1,034. So Dacia, higher or lower than Cupra? Lower. He's wrong. 3,414 for Dacia. Or Dacia. Or Dacia, yeah. DS. Lower. Lower is correct. Fiat. Higher. Right, yeah. Ford. Higher. Yeah. Genesis. Lower. Honda. Higher. Hyundai. Ooh. Lower. Wrong by a long margin. <laughs> 1,678 for Honda. 6,408. This is just for the month of July. Not bad. Yeah. Jaguar. Lower. Yes, 1,249. Uh, Jeep. Lower. Yeah. Kia. Higher. Yeah. Land Rover. Higher. No. Ah. Uh. <laughs> 4,840 cars. That's a lot for Land Rover. Getting through the alphabet, guys. Don't worry, we're nearly there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lexus. Lower. Maserati. Ah, lower. <laughs> Maserati sell 55 cars. That's impressive. That is. I don't <laughs> That's good numbers. What did they sell? Oh, it would be their... For, uh, their um... Yes, the Ghibli. Yes, is it the Ghibli? And the yeah. Grackel? Yeah. Okay. Mazda. Higher. 1182. Very good. Mercedes-Benz. Higher. 6,244. MG. Lower. MG is lower. 
Mini. Liar. Buy a hundred cars. <laughs> yes. Higher, yeah. Mitsubishi. Higher. I told you Mitsubishi sold no cars. And oh, yeah. you've got Lower. higher than 3,000. <laughs> yeah, zero cars. So higher or lower for, the, for Nissan? Higher. Higher, yes. Very good, mate. Peugeot? Lower. Yeah. Polestar? Higher. No. Oh. 193 cars versus 2,504 Peugeot. Uh, so from 193, higher or lower for Porsche? Higher. Yeah, Renault. Higher. Good. Seat. Lower. Good. Skoda. Higher. Yeah. Smart. Lower. Yeah. Sangyong. Lower. No. Smart sold 73 cars. <laughs> How? <laughs> <laughs> Sangyong, though, they sold 93. Well, good on them. Do you know what? Also, sorry, just go to that pickup truck question someone asked. Yeah, There's the Sangyong. Sangyong Musso. Yeah, which, which is... apparently is not very powerful. No, it's also the same as another pickup truck. But very cheap. I'm sure it is. So just just in case you're on a bit of a budget there, Subaru. Can you even name what the Subaru would be? Lower. It is lower. <laughs> 75 cars. Suzuki. Higher. 1,352. Yep. Tesla. Uh, lower. Yep, because you know. Three. Three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was really bizarre. After they made such a summer. Sold them all in America. Yeah, probably did, actually. Toyota. Higher. Yes. Um, noticeably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lower. Yeah, lower. Volkswagen. Higher. Yeah. Volvo. Lower. Yes. Other British. Higher. No. <laughs> lower. 186 for other British. The same. And then other imports. Lower. It is, yeah. Well, I won that by a considerable margin. You did very well. Um, what do you reckon the total number was? Of cars sold? Of cars sold in the month of 106, July. 106,000. Well, I'm wondering actually if this is the month of July. No, yeah, it must be because Tesla have sold. Yeah. I was thinking if it was cumulative, but no, can't be. Um, Which I mean to feel for you while you're doing other while things. While I try and log in for something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miles is just currently trying to log in. He's tried it three times. It's all right. He's successfully done it now. Total number of cars? 106. Thousand? No, it's not going to be 106 cars, is well, it? it might be. <laughs> <laughs> might be some buybacks going on, I did tell you. Uh, 112,162. So, not a bad guess, Sam. Lovely job. That is... Oh, do you just want to guess what the same number this time last year was? Lower. No. Higher. Yeah. 152. 123,296. 10% down. Cost um, of living crisis, mate. People have got to heat their homes in the winter. And how many cars have we sold this year so far? Four. The whole of the UK? 2,000. <laughs> 914,241. Jesus. <laughs> yep. That's uh, 2022. Yeah, up to now. Oh, okay. Um, 2021, how many cars are they selling in total? A lot Over less. Over a million. Under uh, a million. No, it was one million thirty-three thousand two hundred sixty-nine. I was, I was sort of, I, I did say less. It's not yet less, but it will be. Oh, okay. By yeah. the end of it, right? Uh, less. So there's a game for you, Sam. How did well you done. enjoy that? Oh, exquisite, mate. I think every listener will be sending in how fantastic it is, and I should be in charge of games from now on. Yeah, I'm sure you're a master of games. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening. Uh, there is nothing more unless Sam wants to add it. No, as always. As always. 
So thanks for listening. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, then do check out the website or the YouTube channel or let's say message us on social media. It's me on Instagram and it's Sam on Facebook. Yeah, which is why the Instagram doesn't have anything on it. Uh, Ooh, burn. It has a lot. Because you haven't put anything on it recently. Uh, no, I did. I know all I've put on it recently was a picture of a thumbnail that we were doing for YouTube. But, well, you know, I am doing... Got to keep the content going, mate. Yes, on, yeah. Like you do anything else? Uh, did you did you upload stuff yesterday for a previous? Podcast? No, that's your job. The one I messaged. Oh yes, about, I did that. It? Yeah. Okay. If you followed us, you'd probably see it. Uh, I was busy trying to upload our latest oh, video. Yeah, I was busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone, and we shall uh, we'll catch you in the next one. See you.